but make it hallmark. It's been a while. I'm here with Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Chingai. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we thought we were gonna come up with an episode a lot earlier, but then something happened to Hallmark's programming that just threw us for a loop. What's Something going on this- with the fall shows? I don't know. <laughs> fall in love is honestly making me fall out of love with it because we thought we had four, then it became six, and now I just checked the wiki. There are 11 movies in Fall into Love. What's happening? Is this like the, the curse of the good witch being gone? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. There is no more October programming with Good Witch. It feels like you know that you know that Russian doll, like Matryoshka dolls, wherein you keep unearthing a new movie as you open up another one. Except this one isn't such a great surprise. <laughs> yeah, and it's not Will Kemp opening the Matryoshka dolls, uh, right? I wish. I wish. Christmas malts, we miss you. But I guess Chingai. We just gotta kick this off because Fall Into Love was not all butterflies and fun times, unfortunately. There were a lot of icks. There were a lot of icks <laughs> and we're just gonna get those icks out of the way with the first... This is like an odd pick for a fall movie, but this was Love in the Limelight with Alexa and Carlos Pena Vega. I watched this at... I think 3x speed. (laughs) I barely understood what was going on. And you know what? That was okay. I gave myself permission to do that because it was about an ex-boy band dude meeting up with his pen pal. And there were like performances. And that's the only thing I remember from this movie because I just wanted to forget everything about it. Even if I watched it at 3x Oh my god, I didn't even know 3X was possible. I'm, I'm proud of you for just powering through. But mm-hmm. I think the one one thing that made me feel less ick about this was that I think the grandma was the grandma from Jane the Virgin. I can't remember. Yes. Right? She was. And that she had her own TikTok, mm-hmm. whatever. And that was like the... Honestly, if they had made this like an old person love with the grandma on TikTok and like, I don't know, something else... I would have watched it more, but God, like, I'm sorry. I know we got to give livelihoods to these actors, but like, can we just not? Sorry, Peña Vega. Sorry, you have yet to charm me. May you have your own moment where I get convinced, but it is not today. Anyway. Honestly, this is painful to watch, even at 3X. Sorry. At 3X, congratulations, or, you know, to you, and I'm sorry to everyone else who's watched it with us. Uh, Ick of the Week, Love in the Limelight, Good Riddance. We watched it so you don't have to. Don't bother. All right. <laughs> Chingai, moving on to something another that almost... Ick? Is yeah. there another ick? <laughs> it could be. I feel like this is like a half ick. Half ick of the week. Okay. Um, and this one is called Game Set Love. And honestly, the reason why I didn't want to call it an ick, it stars someone named Davida Williams and Richard Herman. And I say it's half ick of the week is because Davida was actually quite cute. For those, I mean, it involves tennis, a sport I adore. And something we don't usually get to cover on Hallmark, like in terms of like sports. The lady is quite cute. She's, she's, I think she's half African-American, like half. She's a half seer, looks like a half seer, is it like light-skinned. Point is, they're going by interracial, which I love. But guys, we can now remove the uh, <laughs> dead eyes moniker from um, Stephen Uzar. Was now we're, we're taking the so- crown from Stephen exactly. Uzar and passing it we're on. Di- 
we're taking the, the, the bifocals away from Dead Eyes 1.0 because, oh my goodness, Richard Harmon, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you've come from, but please don't come <laughs> back. This was terrible. This was, I'm sorry. Like, give me some aspiration. This guy was just like too, like, no, no. I'm all for representation. I'm all for giving people a chance. But no, I felt nothing. I felt ick. So it made me not want to focus on this, like, tennis love story, which I love. I love Wimbledon with, with Paul and, and, and Kristen Dunst. So this made me super duper, like, this could have been Wimbledon, but make it Hallmark. But the guy was just too, too, too terrible that I couldn't. I could not. And- and the amount of promotion this movie got because it was produced by Venus Williams. It was like you oh would you God. you would think <laughs> that they would have picked a better match for someone as effusive as Davida Williams. And yet she yes. was so cute. Venus She was did you not are they like cousins? This Davida and Venus? Because they're both Williams. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. Nepotism. Oh my god, I love nepotism. <laughs> and nepotism. If it's nepotism works. Exactly, nepotism babies. But honestly, mm-hmm. you know what? If you're going to play like a, I mean, I, I guess it doesn't say anything that she's connected. I'm, I'm looking at her wiki and I know we're wasting precious time on this <laughs> uh, terrible, not so great movie. But I was just, I felt bad for her. She deserved better. Justice for Davida. Yeah, no, not, I was not pleased. So sorry, yeah. not sorry. Game set. Love. We need a do-over tennis movie because you know we we love tennis. We love, love tennis, tennis movies. Yeah, we need another. We need another one. All right. I mean, palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. Let's move on. Let's move on to hiking, and <laughs> the queen of the national parks in the HCU. <laughs> Cindy Busby is back at it again. Oh with Tyler Harlow, this time in Marry Me in Yosemite. Zoe, a notable photojournalist, visits Yosemite landscapes made famous by Ansel Adams. When she meets Jack, an intriguing tour guide, he opens her eyes to a new adventure as they embark on a journey. Yosemite, here I come. A book on Yosemite? That's right know someone who can help you. But he's sort of off the grid. Photography is her thing. Conservation is his. Sustainability, water, its land, including Yosemite. My great-grandfather was born here. Together, they capture their story. I wish I could preserve this moment forever. And a little me in sad that we don't get Christopher Russell <laughs> in nature with Cindy Busby anymore. <laughs> I mean, I miss him, but... It's okay. We have seen this movie with the same actress multiple multiple times. And you know what? I don't care. I don't give a fuck. This was great. Cindy Busby knows her niche and she sticks to it. Like a command hook. You know, she, she's not letting go of the national parks and I love her for it. This is exactly the same movie as every other one that's come up. And and I watched. I watched at 1x. What? I did. I did. And you know what? The the scenery, the CGI, it, mm. it was okay. Mm. It was mm. it was good. Of course, of course she's a photographer/ 
you know, magazine writer, book producer. I don't know. Of course she is. Of course he has other hobbies. Of course he's like hiding from the, the limelight because he's like a famous rock climber and he doesn't want the spotlight. We have seen these two characters multiple times before. But you know what? That's what brings me comfort in such uncertain times. Jinkai, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't want to exit. <laughs> See, you're, you're right, Nature though. is healing. <laughs> nature is healing. Healing me. Cindy Busby is back in nature. <laughs> I love it so much. I love Cindy Busby. Like, I genuinely love her. From the moment she played that bratty teen on Heartland to seeing her evolve as the nature ambassadress of the Hallmark <laughs> universe. Honestly, we, we have this, guys, you know, when we started conceptualizing the show, we thought that, you know, that's why we call it But Make It Hallmark, because we keep discussing the tropes, right? Well, guess what? We have a new trope. It's Cindy Busby and nature. <laughs> it is now a trope. Um, I would be disappointed next year if we don't have at least one movie because, guys, this year, I think we've had three movies with her in nature. I mean, she can just, like, go through all the parks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Cindy Busby for Greenpeace. <laughs> okay, wait, about the guy, though. Okay, okay. I okay. mean... Okay, he's no Christopher Russell. I no. think he's the king of nature movies. Mm. He kind of looks like Jesus. And that's not a bad thing, I guess. <laughs> he was kind of weird because, like, he had, like, uh, he was into classical music and, like, she caught him, like, doing air conducting, like, alone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with his that phone was... playing music. That was kind of, like, that's cute. this is weird. Like, I, I would be a little scared of someone like this. I don't find it attractive. But, you know what? They give very sweet Valley High Elizabeth and Todd vibes. <laughs> They're so wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to give it to Wakefield. them. Okay. She is Elizabeth yeah. Wakefield. I love it. She and is. I, I, love, I love Elizabeth Wakefield. I, I, I also love that Cindy Busby is just going through every possible profession out there. I, I, I didn't realize mm-hmm. this was an entire Ansel Adams, like, I know, retrospective, but shout out to, you know, <laughs> Hallmark for doing, like, this First Nations representation. They've done a bit of it with that, like, um, the other yeah, uh, yeah. the other movie about like Colors of Love or something like that and yeah. I, I really like Cindy I did not want X this unfortunately but I'm petitioning <laughs> for a Cindy Busby in nature Christmas movie with Christopher Russell just to tie it back in and end the year on a high I think she deserves it all I think we just need to do a special on just Cindy Busby in nature because I would rewatch them I mean, all sometimes, sometimes you just need nature and sometimes you just need lowest, the lowest stakes ever <laughs> So oh my god, the, the, the this, stakes of this, this movie this it. were insane, but <laughs> insanely low, and I love it. Thank you, Cindy, for your mm-hmm. service. Thank All you right. for your service. <laughs> As we round out these first couple of movies, we go next to Romance in Style, starring J.C. Elliott and Benjamin Hollingsworth. Ella's unique designs inspire publishing mogul Derek to include plus-size fashion in his magazine. It's not long before Derek realizes that Ella's influence reaches far beyond the catwalk. I used to love Cinderella as a kid. But you know, she never looked like me. I don't want to change that. Look is losing money, so they sent the Prince of Publishing to help revive it. I need a crash course in fashion. I'm trying to make the publications more accessible. Body positivity is something I really believe in. If you feel beautiful, you look beautiful. Welcome to the inside of my head. It's my favorite place to be. 
romance I in style. I am so incredibly proud of Hallmark once again for stepping out of their boundaries. We get our first. I think she's our first um, quote-unquote plus-sized star, or lead, leading lady. I, I like it. I like that they didn't make that big of a deal about it. Yes, they talked about she didn't feel represented in fashion. Um, I think they obviously went the most obvious thing of like fashion and plus size. I can't wait till they just show like all sizes of people in Hallmark without having to call it out. But they did it in quite in quite a good way where it wasn't too like melodramatic or like you know pandering. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. really like that they chose. Benjamin Hollingsworth, one of the thinnest ever male actors there were. <laughs> like, really? You couldn't get, like, the dude from um, Big Guy from our Christmas movie, Christmas in July? Because he's gigantic. And honestly, like, it, it would be, like, I don't know. It just felt like they were really contrasting it. But what I think I really want to do and focus on is that regardless of her size, representation is important. But she was so good. This actress is so good. She was bubbly and effervescent and really you just could feel like her passion for fashion i I will comment though that the fashion in this movie is horrendous it is very like (laughs) early 80s like fake vogue like it's terrible it is terrible their fashion closet where she gasped i'm like oh my goodness it feels like a bargain like bargain bin discount store and i'm just like no 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 but I, i do love a good publishing story uh, I love, Shinkai and I love the magazine world. This really felt like their attempt at like bold type, you know, young fashion, mm-hmm. but terrible fashion. So that's the one knock I have against it. But we had like, you know, digital versus print. And we had like just the way he looked at her and the way they were just, he was so forthright in his, again, you guys have heard this before. I love guys that don't, you know, beat around the bush. Life is too short. We don't cut. We cut to the chase and just go like he liked her, gave her a kiss. They had that weird piano moment where they're like into each <laughs> other in this weird apartment. But I loved it. This one, I also, I watched at 1X because I really, really liked it. And I, I, I'm so happy to see Hallmark break out of their usual molds. I want to see more. I want to see more of this. I, I like seeing Hallmark try so hard to be cosmopolitan <laughs> when it comes to fashion. <laughs> like, like they try so hard. And yet, <laughs> you're right about the bargain bin looks. And, and I love how they, they, they try so hard to make this Devil Wears Prada slash the bold type slash... Uh, how to lose a guy in no. 10 days. We've got like, you know, the bad girls, yeah. uh, th- th- those the models, models in, in how to lose a guy. They were here too. And we get a fake Emily Blunt with an accent. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Everything. It has everything. It also has Lizzo. <laughs> yes. They, they, yes. They, they put a Lizzo song at the end of this movie. I mean, I think that's pretty remarkable. That's number one. That's where all the budget of this movie went to the Lizzo <laughs> song, and clearly not into the props. So you know what? I had to nitpick. Um, Hallmark, you don't have to do a fashion movie because we know you can't get it right. But <laughs> I love their representation. J.C. Elliott yeah. put her in more things, and not as the second, you know, best friend. Put her as the lead. She is so lovely to watch and I, I, I'm in I'm all in and congratulations for not making yeah, me not so like yeah he's so feisty yeah I, I didn't also hate Benjamin Hollingsworth in this considering I was just watching Virgin River where his character is a bit annoying so like I was, hate him in Virgin River mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so annoying there and so that's why I was like ooh he's nice here so that was that was a nice touch anyway 
when we're back. Guys, fall in love did make us fall in love just a little bit. We'll see you then. And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark, where Chingai and I are still talking about the fall into love movies. Just the first six, guys, because we've given up on the last five. (laughs) We're on movie number five out of six, out of 11. But neither here nor there. This next movie, and these next two guys, we we actually did enjoy these uh, at 1x speed. And movie number one, as I go through it, is called Merry Go Round, starring Amanda Schell, and none other than, welcome back to the pod, Brennan Elliott. Abby is a successful executive moving to Paris and planning to marry Edward. Life is perfect until she learns her divorce to high school sweetheart Luke is not exactly official. To true love. Before she can say I do. The court doesn't have a copy of your divorce papers. You two are still married. We're what? Honey, I'm home. He needs to say I don't. I'm married to one man and engaged to another. You have any class tonight? It's just a clerical error. It's not some big sign from the universe. You sure about that? Um, Chingai and to all our listeners. Before I get into uh, the, the rest of this uh, movie, I just want to say that I like this movie so much that I did something unspeakable. Um, back in the year, I think 2020, a movie called Christmas in Vienna came out. And Chingai and I were so fucking in love with it we turned a 180 on Brennan Elliott. We had never really paid attention. And then, yeah, he was our zaddy for that year. I'd watched Christmas in Vienna so many fucking times. Anyway, we tag him, I guess, on our socials. And one day, we realize our But Make It Hallmark (laughs) account is blocked by Brennan Elliott. And we don't know why. And then we kind of like, we're just like, what? What the fuck? Why would he do this? Why would he block us? Was it because we called him Zaddy? And for two years, for two years, we have wondered why. Well, guys, wonder no more because I got answers. (laughs) I like this movie so much. How you're discussing like the lore (laughs) (laughs) for the for the first time, listeners. Um, Guys, I like the movie so much that I downed a you know a glass of red, my many that evening and decided to message Brennan Elliott on my personal Instagram account. And it goes something like this. I basically, it's too embarrassing to read it verbatim. (laughs) So I'm just going to paraphrase, but basically I go, hey, Brennan, you know, we host a podcast. I tag our podcast very clearly. I don't know if he can't see it because he's blocked it, but I just go, you blocked us some time back. I'm not sure why. I think it was because we called you Zaddy. I say that. And I go, but Zaddy's a compliment. Um, anyway, hope you can unblock us. We really love merry-go-round. More power. Guys, I thought he would never read it. Celebrities never reply. Guys, he fucking read it. And he replied. <laughs> he replied and he goes, hey, I didn't block you. And then I go, and I'm thinking like, fuck, he must think I'm talking about this current account. Sir, if you blocked this account, I wouldn't be able to message you. So I show him a screenshot of my actual account that he blocked, quote unquote. And he gives me like some excuse of like, no, no, I didn't block you. Sorry, you can't see it. Weird. And I'm just like, fuck, you know what? He replied. All that matters. Uh, I, I really sound like a weirdo. I still doubled down a bit of like, see, if you could just unblock us, that would be awesome. But if not, that's okay. And he, he still gets back to me of like, no, I did not block you. And I'm like, but you did. Anyway, I tried reporting <laughs> it to Instagram. 
I did report it to Instagram to be like, yo, he said he didn't block us, but it's still blocked. Can you help me? Instagram has not replied, not of this. course. Yeah, Instagram <laughs> did not reply to me. So you know what? Thank you, Brennan Elliott, for replying to me. Even if we didn't resolve the issue, you are not troubleshooting and you are not customer support. I appreciate your reply. Uh, and Instagram, what the fuck? Come on, help me out. I, I have the screenshots of saying he didn't block us. Can you just please unblock us on this account? If not, whatevs. So is life. Let's go back to regular programming. <laughs> just a sec. N- never in my life have I experienced this amount of second-hand embarrassment. <laughs> I could not read Patty's screenshot of her conversation with Brennan Elliott. I like I had to look away after I, I read like the first two lines. I was like, I can't I can't <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I find out now that she had, she she was a little bit tipsy, so that explains a lot. Needless to say, um, thank you to Mary Go Round for yeah. you know just like allowing us to extend an olive branch <laughs> <laughs> to someone we've hated on for the last two years for no reason. Well, for with good reason. And to be fair, I really did think we are blocked. Uh, he did say that somebody else like handled his account, like he had people handling it. But Yeah, well, that know, person he, still blocked us. Exactly. <laughs> that person still blocked us, whatever. I honestly looked at the last thing we posted about him, and it was just about Christmas in Vienna, and we didn't even say anything zaddy there. I know we mentioned it somewhere, but not there, apparently. So, whoops, embarrassed myself. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let me just pretend this never happened. So, Mary go around had previews for Amanda Shell and Brennan Elliott. And again, because of our feelings for Brennan, we were a bit on the fence on this. But holy fuck, Amanda Shell and Brennan can do no wrong. They're so good. This childhood sweethearts thing had a twist to it because we put like a, a divorce that needs to be, you know, rekindled. We've seen the Nikki DeLoach divorce to be movies. We've seen a, a bunch of divorce things too, but not in a oh, I'm about to marry someone else. And fun fact, the guy she's about to marry is the psychologist or psychiatrist from Virgin River. So anyway, neither here nor there. Virgin River, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know how Jack is going to like therapy um, with this like veteran? It's it's Edward. Anyway, so I love Amanda Schell. Project Christmas Wish all the way back to, I mean, freaking center stage. She always... She always hits it out of the park. And she brings a vulnerability mm-hmm. to this character who is, of course, this high-flying, you know, city girl that has to come home. And, I mean, to be fair, the plot twist here was pretty freaking huge of her mom cock-blocking Brennan Elliott because she didn't want her daughter to not go for her, you know, big city dreams. So it's a pretty freaking legit betrayal of a parent. Um, and... Uh, the the crux there was terrible, but the way she and Brennan reconnected, first cautiously, slowly, and then more and more until she's like, yeah, I'm engaged to someone and I'm hanging out with my ex. Well, current husband, technically. It's it's just, I loved it. There was a scene wherein she finds this out from her mother and she runs back to him in at night and he is looking very cheesily into like this... I don't know, telescope looking at stars Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. the looks on their faces of like all this, like, she's like, he knew that she knew what had happened and just like 
years of repression and drama and like hurt are there on their faces so plainly. And then I drank another bottle of wine and then that's what made me go and message Brennan Elliot. But neither oh. here nor there. It was, they bring the chops and mm-hmm. it was good. I really liked it, Shanghai. The stakes of this movie were so high. I did not see the twist coming that it right? was the mom who got in the right? way. It's very The Notebook. And, yeah. you know, there was nothing, there was nothing ironic or laughable about this whole movie. It's like I, I understood every single decision that was made by each character. Like I could see where everyone was coming from. Hmm. And, you know, I could hate on the mom, but she looks like Miranda from Sex in the City. Yes, so, yes. you know, <laughs> I couldn't hate her. There you were can. no wigs on moms. There were no wigs. Like, they were age appropriate. Age appropriate parents. He's a builder. Like I hated that I I I really loved him here and and I hated it as I was watching. I could, I could feel like this resistance brewing in me. But Amanda Schull, like she saved the day. If Cindy Busby is gonna be our representative for Greenpeace, then Amanda Schull is gonna be UN Secretary General because I could not believe that she like her presence, her skill allowed me to look at Brennan Elliott without prejudice <laughs> and without true. pride. <laughs> without pride or prejudice. He broke yeah, us his, down. His movies, I mean, to be fair, from Christmas in Vienna to, to Merry Go Round, he's had really sucky movies. And oh, yeah, in between I'm so, so happy, right? I'm so happy that this landed in our laps. And, you know, but I think with any other actress, I wouldn't have given him this mm. big of a chance to redeem Same. himself. Same. But it was her. So, you know, I opened my heart and, you know, it was worth it. <laughs> I opened my DMs to him. Um, <laughs> you know, but, like, like he, you know what, Patty? You just, you, coming off of Christmas in Vienna, he taught us yes. vulnerability. <laughs> yes. And I was vulnerable. It's key. You I, did. I went vulnerable. You did. I, I went in Vino, you know, Vino, vulnerability, and then we did it. Um, here we go. Inverted us indeed. Um, yeah. Right. Kudos to Merry-Go-Round. One X of a movie. I, I want more. I'm excited for Brennan's Christmas movie. I'm sure he'll have one. See, I can say that again. Even if he'll never hear this. And we can't tag him because we're blocked. But neither here nor there. <laughs> Amanda Shell, bring it on. Bring on your Christmas movie. I can't wait to see what you have in store. From a lot of drama, we're going on to something a little more lighthearted. Still with single parents, we're getting Dating the Delaney's with Rachel Boston and Paul Campbell. Three generations of Delaney women explore the highs and lows of modern-day dating, learning that love and romance can be found at any age and sometimes where you least expect it. My mom has a boyfriend, my daughter has a crush, and my ex-husband is getting married. Rachel Boston. I have not been on a date in 20 years. Paul Campbell. And if you're anything like me, you're probably just wildly out of practice. We're going out as friends to practice. There is no such thing as a pretend date. (laughs) I knew you liked her. Thanks to you, I'm finally ready for the real thing. I have a date. I have a really soft, soft spot for Paul Campbell. And, you know, his his past couple of movies, I've been a little disappointed. Like, I I had such high expectations for him. And, I don't know, he just didn't, he just didn't meet them. Until I saw the previews for Dating the Delaney's and, 
we have him back together with Rachel Boston. I keep thinking about Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sostadis, the actress that mm. comes to mind. But I forget how good he and Rachel Boston were together in, what was that? Like a, the, the Last, last Bridesmaid. Yeah, mm-hmm. so her yellow dress. I, and I'm reminded of all that chemistry. As soon as Dating the Delaney's opened, it, it, I just loved every, every aspect of this movie from the three generations. Okay, they mm. had kids in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, she was kind of a whiny teenager. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I really liked her story with, with the fake Josh Groban nerd <laughs> and, you know, the, the jock she was going after. I, I liked it. I found it charming. We get the older couple, the older Delaney, the mom going after, what was he, the gardener or something? Some, yeah, some, some friend. Some friend. She was having her own romance. It was so charming. And then, of course, at the center of it all is the single mom with... Uh, co-parent at school, mm. right? And this is like fake dating I've ever with, with so much charm and humor and and it wasn't like put on or cheesy. I think Paul Campbell's really good at the one-liners and, you know, being funny. That really, that really appeals to me. And so I just went all in with dating the Delaney's. I loved his one-liners. I loved the back and forth. It was just perfect to me. I, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. I think this is going to be like one of my top picks for the entire year. Here, here. 2022 would not be complete if Paul Campbell didn't charm the pants off of us. And he really, really did. He is just an example of a guy wherein you can put him in anything. He can be anything. I think he was a branding guy in this one, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just incredibly... Like, the charm was, like, coming out of his ears. I, I couldn't help it. I-, I loved them together in The Last Bridesmaid, but pretend dating is forever a fantastic trope. And the way, I mean, the line, I didn't even note it, but I remember mm-hmm. it in my heart about the barometer. You of, are like, my he, barometer. Bar- like, he doesn't want to be her barometer anymore because, you know, to, pr- to-, to show that there are good guys out there, right? Like, he wants to be the one, and I, I died. I, I, I know I spaz-texted, not, not Paul Campbell, but, but Chingai, of how much those lines... And I watched this movie sober, so it was really just incredibly moving for me. I, I didn't understand the title until I didn't see the previews before. And then I'm like, oh, you mean it's three generations of Delaney ladies, like, I guess, dating. It was nice that they didn't put her co-parent, ex-husband, um, also known as one of the... The, the brother in um, Never Kiss a Guy in a Christmas Better because they made him a bit, like, <laughs> irresponsible dad, which is so, so rare on the Hallmark Channel. Either they kill you mm-hmm. or it's super amicable, right? But this one, they kind of made him bad. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I loved how Rachel Boston stood up for herself and was like, you don't own this place. Like, you know, you need to be more present in your kids' lives. Like, it was so antagonistic. And so unhallmark like that not everything is perfect. I take these things for granted, but I love these little notes in the movie. And yeah, Josh Groban, you know, <laughs> bring it on. You, you little scrawny teenager, you, uh, you guys are adorable. I'm, I'm a fan of this movie. I realize that they now have two movies together that I really enjoyed. I would like 
more I would like one more maybe they should have their own Christmas movie because I really really enjoyed this and also shout out to an age appropriate non-wigged mom I know we guy we keep calling it out guys but you know they're few and far between so <laughs> I I just love that they were friends and mm. he wasn't you know he was into her even if they were friends but he wasn't forcing himself into you know, the situation, yes, he may have, like, used the whole, you know, I'm going to help you learn how to date again and, you know, pra- practice with me for the apps. But it, it just seemed very heartfelt. And when he showed up, like, really early in the morning to take the kids fishing and he had that morning voice, I just, mm. I, I really yes. love Paul Campbell. Paul Campbell, by the way, is one of the first, I think he may have been the first person to ever reply to one of our tweets. Yes, so, he was. So, like, he... He just he has a special place in our heart, like especially like in contrast to the <laughs> drama we've been through with, with Brendan <laughs> Elliot. Like Paul Campbell's just like wholesome. He just he's you know he's everything. He's everything. I love him so much. He's looking good. He's looking so better fun. than ever. And like I I hope he gets a Christmas movie movie with with a partner that we love. Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes, and more yes. A thousand times yes, Paul Campbell and Rachel Boston. We miss Rachel Boston. She needs to be in more movies. I love this. I can't believe they're parents of teenagers now. They're not that old, but but I loved it. Um, A plus. Guys, clearly we recommend Dating the Delaney's and Merry Go Round, and you may skip everything else in the first half of this episode. But guys, when we're back, we never forget... Mary Kill. All right, let's get into the fall edition of Mary Kill. Who are we killing? I think it's obvious. <laughs> I, mean, come I think on. we both know. I'm killing Dead Eyes. Oh, I mean, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, tennis guy. I can't even say his name. Whatevs. He definitely, nope. I mean, he's already dead, so I don't have to kill him. But yeah, Dead Eyes, definitely. Dead Eyes 2.0. Just should never be in a Hallmark movie. Or, I mean, maybe prove us wrong one day. Be in this Hallmark movie where I'm surprised you're there. And then, oh my god, he's alive. But no, I doubt it. So please, please remain dead in I my think, eyes. I think he'd be okay as an extra. So yeah, I like, kill as him. Like a third, as a friend of a friend yeah. of a friend. <laughs> I kill him in the Peña Vegas. Because, mm. you know, I, yeah, I can't forget them. And, and we, sh- uh, we, we-, we should forget them, rather. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Who are we fucking or marrying? Fucking. Let, let's do the fucking first. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want to go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, against my better judgment, they say you shouldn't make you know decisions while drunk, but I did. I did slide into his DMs already, so I guess I should be fucking him next. Um, Brennan Elliott is back in my life and in my bed um, with a vengeance. All those flannel plaid shirts that he wore in that movie will be things I wear post-coital. He looked good. He looked good. Like, there were some fuck-me eyes going on there. And mm-hmm. I say, yes, there will, be, there will be fucking. There will be fucking, Brennan. Even if you've blocked um, us. Yeah, regular listeners will know that I love myself a builder, so... <laughs> <laughs> Brennan Elliott's also gonna be my fuck. But I have, like, a, a little... A note. Uh, mm. it, it would be a hate fuck. It would. Oh, it's... Cause, oh, like, gotcha. I. Yeah, I just need to get it out of my system. Get it out. Get it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, 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 for sure. I think there's like some pent up, you know, like enemies to lovers is a huge trope. 
and clearly mm-hmm. this is a clear enemies to lovers fuck situation. So mm-hmm. um, I don't blame you. And obviously, are we going to be sister wives? I think so. <laughs> How can we not be? Paul Campbell, I can take you Tuesday, Thursdays, and Chingai can get you Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Because Paul Campbell for mayor, Paul Campbell for president, Paul Campbell, barometer of my heart, this man is worth marrying and sharing and just spreading the love. I love him. I really love Paul Campbell. What can I say? I do, Paul Campbell. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we don't know if you do, but we do. Um, So I'm sorry. I I think I just want to, I just want to read my spaz about him. I sent Chingai a wall of texts that say, I don't want to be your barometer anymore. I want to be that guy you date. Yeah, I, I was crying laughing as I texted this. And really, Paul Campbell for everything. We deserve good things like dating the Delaney's. And we deserve to marry Paul Campbell. So welcome. Everyone's invited to our double wedding. One groom, two brides. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> as you read as you read that, Patty, I, I suffer no secondhand embarrassment. None. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank guy. And everyone, thank you for listening uh, to our crazy asides. And clearly, we are not in a good state of mind. But Fall in Love is long and running and still going on. We don't know what we're going to do with the last five movies, honestly. But we are waiting for Chesapeake Shores, who is back in our lives and is clearly just bringing all the Hallmark happy thoughts And guys, before you know it, blink and you'll miss it. It is now countdown to Christmas. So we will be back soon uh, with a lot more content. And we're so excited to bring you guys with us. So follow us on our socials, unlike Brennan Elliott, who has blocked us, (laughs) at ButMakeItHallmark on Instagram and at MakeItHallmark on Twitter. Yeah, I got that right. I've forgotten. Um, And yeah, like, subscribe, share the podcast with a friend. And we hope to see you next time on But Make It Hallmark. See you.